Hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to Formula E Byte, episode number six. It's been a little while, hasn't it? Hope you've been keeping well in the month, well, month and a bit gap between races. We've still got a little while to wait before Formula E Season 7 returns with the Rome E-Prix in just over a week's time on 10th and 11th of April. So until then, we've got a podcast from the world of electric motorsport to tide you over to keep you going until Formula E finally returns. This episode is about a new series you might be interested in and may well be something you watch whilst you wait for Formula E's return or even just to keep you going during the rest of the season between races. I'm talking about Extreme E. That's right, there is a new all-electric racing series. But unlike Formula E, this is not single-seater circuit races. These are electric SUVs racing off-road in a rally-style series. Extreme E is also an official FIA motorsport and is about to start its first season this very weekend on the 3rd and 4th of April 2021. How is it April already? Deary me. Anyway, similarly to Formula E, the series aims to draw attention to climate change and promote the use of electric-powered, zero-emission vehicles in motorsport and just in life. Similarly to Formula E, again, all teams have the same build, the same chassis of the car, the Odyssey 21 ESUV, made by Spark Technologies, the same company that makes the chassis for the cars used in Formula E. The battery for the Odyssey 21 is made by Williams Advanced Engineering, who will be taking over the battery production in Formula E when we get the third generation car in a couple of seasons time. Teams in Extreme E can't yet develop their own powertrains, much like the situation in the first season of Formula E, you might remember. In terms of power, the Odyssey 21 has around 400 kilowatts or 550 brake horsepower, which is a fair bit more than the 250 kilowatt, 335 brake horsepower we've got in the Gen 2 cars in Formula E. But that makes sense given the very different purposes of the two vehicles. Extreme E also wants to ensure gender equality in the series, as well as promote gender equality across motorsport. So each team is required to have one female and one male driver who will share the driving responsibilities equally over the course of the race weekend. Each round or each event over the weekend consists of two laps. So the team choose which of their drivers they want to do the first lap to best suit their strategy. And then there's a midway pit stop or switch over after the first lap and the second driver will then take over. Each round of the competition takes place over a Saturday and a Sunday every time. On the Saturday, there are two qualifying rounds, one in the morning and one in the afternoon to determine the qualification for the X-Prix. That's right, Formula E has E-Prix, Extreme E has X-Prix and if you find a sore spot, you might have herpes moving on. The qualifying rounds are time trials and teams get points based on their times. First place is 12 points, second 11 points, third 10, fourth 9, fifth 8, sixth gets 7 points, seventh 6 points, 
8th gets 5 and 9th place earns you just 4 points. The three teams with the most points after Saturday's time trials qualify for the semi-final. The 4th, 5th and 6th place teams progress to the crazy race and the bottom three teams will compete in the shootout. I came here for a shootout. Sorry, I've been <laughs> watching a lot of Tom Hardy films lately. On Sundays, we have the shootout, crazy race and the semi-final, as well as the final. The first and second place teams from the semi-final and the winner of the crazy race will progress to the final. So if you're in the shootout, that's all you're doing that day. Try harder next time. The starting position for the final will be decided by fans. So like Formula E, there is an element of fan voting. It will be interesting to see how that element of fan voting is received. As, uh, as we know, it has been controversial in Formula E. And that's just voting for your favourite driver to receive a short boost. Voting for starting positions is an even bigger influence on the outcome of the event, potentially. So that will be an interesting one. After the final, points for the Drivers and Teams Championship will be awarded. First place gets 25 points, second 19, third 18, fourth 15, fifth 12 points, sixth 10 points, seventh 8, eighth 6 points, and ninth gets 4 points. If a team is disqualified from a semi-final or final, they will receive no points for that race. Let's look at the teams. There are nine teams taking part and some big names, some familiar names from the world of motorsport are involved. We have a team called X44 owned and created by seven-time Formula One world champion Sir Lewis Hamilton, which is exciting in itself. But we also have Hamilton's former teammate and 2016 Formula One world champion Nico Rosberg entering a team. His is called Rosberg X Racing, and I just love that as a narrative. Those two hated each other by the time Rosberg retired, which is sad because they were such good friends uh, going all the way back to, to childhood. But what a fierce rivalry it was. I'm not expecting any actual bad blood between the teams in, in Extreme E, but I do like that as a, as a narrative for Extreme E. Imagine if their teams do end up being fierce rivals. I'd I'm all, I'm all over that. We also have another F1 champion entering a team. Jensen Button is entering his team, JBXE, and Button himself is actually driving for his team, unlike Hamilton and Rosberg. I like that there is such a large presence of Formula One champions in Extreme E. A third of the teams are owned by F1 champions. I think it's a sign that electric motorsport is being taken very seriously in the wider world of motorsport in terms of perception and investment. Continuing the F1 connections, we have Team Actheona Science, owned in part by rally legend Carlos Sainz Sr., father of current Ferrari F1 driver Carlos Sainz Jr. Sainz Sr. will be driving for the team alongside the excellent Laia Sanz. We also have team entries with Formula E connections from Apps Cupra, as well as an entry from Andretti United. Apps, of course, involved in the Audi team in Formula E, and Andretti are the owners of the BMW i Andretti entry in Formula E. There is also an entry from Veloce Racing, 
Veloce have a partnership with two-time Formula E champion Jean-Éric Verne, with Verne serving as part of the team's backroom staff. Then we also have team entries from Chip Ganassi Racing and Hispano Suiza. For this first season of the Extreme E Championship, there are just five rounds. The Desert X Prix in Saudi Arabia, that's over the 3rd and 4th of April. Then it's the Ocean X Prix in Senegal over the 29th to 30th of May. Round three is in Greenland for the Arctic X Prix on the 28th and 29th of August. Then the weekend of the 23rd to 24th of October, it's the Amazon X Prix in Brazil. And then the final round takes place on the 11th and 12th of December in Argentina for the Glacier X Prix. The locations chosen are some of the world's most stunning and remote locations, but crucially under threat from climate change and human activity. The series wants to highlight how amazing these natural locations are and raise awareness of the effect that climate change can have on locations such as these. Don't worry, the championship is of course going to take great care to look after these locations after having raced around them for a weekend There are programs in place to ensure that the habitat is looked after and restored and there are programs that will be going on in the local communities to help with things like beach cleanups um, and a number of other uh, educational activities uh, around climate change. Now, this is my favourite part. I, I love this idea. All the teams and cars sail around the world to each location on board RMS St Helena. So they're just sailing on this amazing motorsport voyage on uh, this refurbished cargo ship Um, i i love that i I love the idea of of everyone just packing up and and being like right we're off to argentina for a race weekend Um, i'm a big fan of that if you want to watch extreme e a lot of the coverage is online like with formula e And I'll leave a link in this episode description so you can find out how to watch it where you live. So that's a brief overview for you of Extreme E. I'll be tuning in to watch and it's not long now until Formula E is back. So we'll have our next episode on Wednesday when the main episodes normally go out. That episode will be a preview of the Rome E Prix and what we can expect from that. As well as Formula E's very nice new safety car making its debut that weekend. So come back to find out all about that. Make sure you're subscribed and following Formula E Byte on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts so you can listen to that and other episodes as soon as they are out. That's all from me. I'll see you later.